Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 12 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. Yeah, but you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to Hunter x Hunter for the introduction of Netero, chairman of the Hunters Association. Yeah, it's actually an association of uh, cookers and uh, people that really want good food. Uh, all right, well, you're actually more correct than usual, but you're still wrong. I had to get one right. Still. Whatever. Let's just jump right. in. Go! So hey everybody, uh, we're back this week with uh, Hunter X Hunter. Um, moments ago, <laughs> moments moments ago, Blake and I uh, discussed how everything is going uh, with us. Uh, yeah, we've caught like up. We have we we have uh, more people that are chatting with us, which is great. Um, yeah, I Ooh. really I really think that you guys should start asking us questions because I. I want to be one of those people that answers questions. <laughs> I would love to have a question section. I don't know what kind of questions we would get, partially because we haven't gotten any. But if you guys have questions, I would love to answer them. Um, we can talk about uh, the shows that we're watching. You can ask us questions about things that haven't happened in the shows that we're watching yet, or ask us questions about shows that we're not watching. If we don't know the answer, yeah. we'll just not answer that question. Solved. <laughs> Because I mean, try us. I'm not, definitely not... watching anime that are, we're not talking about on the show. So, oh know, yeah, just I, try me. I'm I'm actively watching My Hero Academia. Um, oh, and I want to watch that so bad. It's it's real, real good. Um, I've seen if, several if, analyses of the second season of like the tournament arc, and everybody talks about like how well done it is. And I am, yeah, I, I gotta watch it. I just I have so much other stuff that I'm watching right now that I've sidelined it, and I. As time goes on, I feel the mistake that that is more thorough. Oh yeah, and I um, I have a favorite character on the show that has a favorite quirk of mine. Um, I will tell about my favorite quirk if other people will post on about uh, what favorite quirk they've seen in the show so far. And I definitely want to talk about it because mine might be off the beaten path, um, but we should totally chat about it. Yeah, so I I like this that you're you're putting out a challenge for the listeners. So if you are a fan of My Hero Academia, tell us what your favorite quirk is. Um, you can tweet at us or talk to us on Instagram or Facebook. You can also comment on our Podomatic page, I believe. You can yeah. also uh, talk to us on our Patreon page. So there's tons of ways to get in touch with us. Please do it because we really like the attention. And we really want to have those conversations because it's really fun when people talk to us. Um, yeah. Also, you well, can talk well, to us on iTunes by leaving a review, but probably don't answer the My Hero Academia question there unless you're just throwing it in with the review because we can't really talk to you there. But do go leave <laughs> us a review there as well because that would be cool. Yeah. So um, we are getting back to Hunter x Hunter this week. Um, Blake is going to give you a little bit of a recap before we get started with the episodes. Sure. Uh, but we're jumping them with uh, with episode six right after this recap. Yeah. So, so what happened last time? 
Hunter x Hunter is starring Gon, a very optimistic kid who is uh, abnormally talented at being fast and optimistic. He's a really hardy dude and is just maybe the most lovable protagonist I can think of off the top of my head. He has a small group of friends, uh, Karapika, who has a uh, tortured past that we're not going to really talk about in this episode. Um, Leorio, who does not show up very much in these episodes at all. And his new best friend, uh, which is Kilua, who is a kid who also kind of has an interesting past that we will learn about this episode. They are all participating in the hunter exam. In the world where they live, hunters are sort of the top of the food chain. They make a lot of money. They have a lot of prestige. And um, they get a pass to explore all kinds of things and access to data and whatever. So these people are trying to become hunters all for their own various reasons. But the hunter exam is super grueling. They have made it through the first phase of the hunter exam Lots of people that started, I think over 400 people. I think there's just over 400 people in the exam. Right now, we're down to 50s or 60s. 50s, 52. Um, It's like 52, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it might be a little bit more than that, but it's been cut. And a lot of the people that are no longer in the exam are no longer there because they've died. So the exam is not only challenging, but literally uh, a threat to your health. So... Um, we're going to pick up today with phase two of the exam and we will end right before phase three. So covering one phase, moving on to the next for next time. And that leads us up to episode six, which is called a surprising challenge. Yeah. So this episode starts out where, um, you're, you're just coming up on, um, uh, I saw, I don't know if it was a recap or if it was like something that we saw in the last episode. Um, but, uh, Gone is caught up. Uh, you find out that he he caught up by like smelling the scent. Of, yeah, that um, was in the last episode. Yeah, I, I keep on forgetting that the recaps they just wind into the episodes, so sometimes yeah. you can't tell the complete difference. Yeah, we talked but about this, this on Naruto, where especially in the arc that we're in right now with Naruto, they'll just play the end of the previous episode for a little while. The difference mm-hmm. is that in Naruto, it gets pretty egregious where they play like an unedited clip from the previous episode for, I think, up to, like, two minutes worth of screen time. In this, it is a heavily edited clip from last time. It almost could be considered a recap, but it's done in such a way that it feels natural. Um, And it just kind of soft leads you into the episode from where you were. Yeah, Uh, and and this show does a really good uh, job of doing recaps that are not really that long. Uh, I mean, I think it was maybe, like, maybe a minute of screen time and then it went to like what happens in the next episode. It gives you like the first glimpse of what you're going to see, which is these gigantic doors opening and you're uh, meeting your two new people that are going to be judging this next phase of the Hunter exam. Yeah. So they are in something called the Visca forest preserve. They've left the deadly marsh that they just made their way through. If you want to learn more about that, go back to our last Hunter X Hunter episode um, now, Satots, the super lanky guy whose superpower is being able to walk really fast. Sounds... No, his superpower is being able to talk without a mouth. That's, alright, well, you got a point there. So, Satots, he was the phase one examiner. He's taking his leave, um, and we're meeting these two new examiners who are really opposite ends of the spectrum. We have Menchi. Menchi is a sort of 
punkish girl in a skimpy shirt. Um, she's designed as a kind of badass chick who is, uh, she has kind of a, a tough attitude. She wears slightly revealing clothing because you know that she's like comfortable with herself. She's not like a seductress or anything like that, but she's just like, she's badass and she kind of does her own thing. Opposite her is Buhara, who is a ridiculously large person in height and weight. Um, he's otherwise pretty simple in his design. He's just kind of a, yeah. a big dude. And they are the big examiners guy. of those two. Yeah, big guy in yellow shirt that is coming up over his stomach. Yeah. Because... He's he's sort of a glutton, you find out, uh, because they are gourmet hunters, a completely different class of hunter than we've seen before, and we haven't really heard much about what what kind of hunters they are until right now, and so they they kind of um, uh, they kind of like uh, move into it pretty slowly, but uh, like you quickly realize that um, these these two because they're asking for like just getting food all of the people don't really take them seriously um because they're like you know we just eat good food and that's why we're hunters but you can start to tell that like these two people are super powerful like under the surface hunters yeah and it it also cuts into the world building aspect which i think we've addressed this before um, but just in case we haven't, or if you need a refresher, um, being a hunter, it is a prestigious title, but there's also essentially different classes or specializations of hunter. So these guys are called gourmet hunters because they focus on food and they, uh, which is not to say that they focus on like eating food or cooking food, although that's certainly a part of it. But, um, the part of them that's a hunter is about exploring for different ingredients, like going out into the world, Um, finding those ingredients that are dangerous or hard to get and getting them. Um, And I I believe we talked about this last time and and talked about like Toriko, which is a completely different anime that's kind of centered around that as its main premise. Uh, But gourmet hunters are just one kind of hunter. There's others that are sort of explicitly for exploration. There are some that are like for kind of tracking people. And so it's sort of like once you're a hunter, you're basically generically interested in adventure and exploration and particularly skilled compared to the average person. But then from there, it can schism in all kinds of different ways as to what kind of hunter you're going to be and what kind of work you're going to dedicate yourself to. Yeah. So there's, there's some really cool things that, uh, that you, you sort of get an inkling of, but not really get to see because the, the thing that they reveal is they are going to have to cook a dish that not only satisfies the big giant guy, but also this, yeah, but just give me their names when they come up anyways. Um, but I'm but just going to remind and, everybody their names. You don't have to remember them, but I'm going to remember them and, and help everybody out. And that's why we podcast together. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so so they they have to satisfy both of their palates, and they're told that they have to go get their main ingredient, which is pork. And right. they have to get it from a pig that is on this preserve. Right. And not everybody is down with this plan. There's this one guy named Toto 
who is sort of a generic jackass, and he is really loud and yells about them wanting to uh, wanting them to cook, and basically thinks it's a silly challenge that's beneath him. And um, he actually rushes at Menchi at one point to like attack her because he's so upset, and then Buhara just yeah, like. That's like- backhands him that's, away like at the end that's of Power way Rangers. later that's like way later in the episode We're is that the cooking that. section yes oh get i thought back, that was now t- no 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 that oh. happens that happens way later on all right well, well then we'll get there <laughs> you have ruined this episode for these people no no they're we cooking are, we, we are done with this episode no you can't take home. this away from me <laughs> so. anyways the pigs. So they're, they're, the pigs. They're going out to catch these pigs inside of this reserve. Okay, we're back to pigs. Ugh. So um, they're they're going walking around. They can't really find anything. You see, like arbitrary shots of them like walking around and touching trees. But really, it's just like it looks like a camera panning over one like very big drawing. Also, they did that thing in this episode. It drives me so crazy when they do it. So all of the all of like, the hunters are like running out to catch the pigs, but instead of like actually showing them running an animation, they like shake the picture and then oh, show yeah. like run action lines over the top of it. And I was just like, damn it. Yeah. Stop it, Hunter X Hunter. You're supposed to be above shot. this. Well, You're supposed to be above this. In their defense, most of the rest of the episode is much higher animation quality, but yeah, they totally did that. Yeah. This episode has a couple of things inside of it that, like, it it, it sets me off every once in a while where it's just, like, generic girl that has her breasts out. Why? <laughs> just, just giant like fat guy for no reason. For the sake yeah. of anime tropes. I had a moment just a minute ago where I was like, did you realize that there are literally zero women inside of the Hunter exam that have made it to this point? Oh my god, there are. I mean, I can't think of a single one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting over here yeah. and like, my Valentine was in the Duelist Kingdom, but that's not the right show. <laughs> are you watching Yu-Gi-Oh! right now? No, What if you but were I watching kind of it wish. while recording this episode? Yeah. I'll send you to the Shadow Realm. Uh, it's time to do 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 duel. <laughs> Don't make no, fun yeah, of my sister no sister stutter. Female characters right now. There definitely are significant female characters later, but yeah, that seems like a glaring omission. I guess it's not yeah. super weird. We talked about this with Naruto, where um, the creator of Naruto had a, a hard time designing and writing girls. Um, I think. Maybe I'm just making this up off the top of my head, but to me it reads as a kind of cultural thing where I think a lot of American men are, like, especially in our generation, we're not as into this, like, separation of the sexes idea. Like, yeah, men and women are different, but we are, for the most part, still just people that have, like, hopes and dreams and ambitions like everyone else. Yeah, And... I think that from that standpoint, like we're a lot more comfortable with men writing women and vice versa and, you know, characters with different gender expressions and not feeling like, oh, I'm a guy. So like, I don't understand women and I can't write them. And I think that, you know, older generations had a little bit more of a male centric view in America. And I think that's also a thing in Japan 
for slightly different reasons, but culturally, I think it has the same sort of manifestations because I know a lot of shonen anime have prominent male characters as almost all of the protagonists. A lot of the times there will be side characters or antagonists or maybe like, um, I don't know, heroes that come in later that are female. But a lot of the times those characters are a little bit more trope characters than Mm -hmm. they are like full characters. Yeah, this is like one of the things that uh, I'm really going to pitch very, very hard um, because we're getting to the end of uh, like One Punch Man is probably going to be our first one that we rotate out of. Yeah, that's going to be the first one to finish. Yeah, we get we get to the end of One Punch Man pretty quick. And one of the ones that I want to drive in there, and I am going to pitch this much, much harder than any other show right now that we have to watch, is we need to watch Soul Eater. Because, man, she Dude. is a fantastic lead character. I literally she... almost restarted Soul Eater last night. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so so good. like Soul Soul Eater, uh, again, I know we talked about the start of the show, but, like, if you're listening and you want to throw down on, like, what our next uh, show is that we're going to watch, I I recommend that we should listen to Soul Eater. If you have different opinions, like, please let us know. Because we we definitely want to, like, hear from people. We want your opinions. Like, I don't want to 100% commit to, like, we're going to do just what you tell us because I don't want, I don't know, some internet troll to find us and be like, you're going to do Hamtaro. But, you know, like, we really want your input. This show is for us and you. And we get to watch anime and enjoy it. But then we also get to tell you about it. And you get to listen to us talk about it. So it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. We can totally pick awesome new shows. There are so many good anime available on all kinds of different streaming platforms. It's really easy to watch good anime. But, uh, yeah, if you have something you want to see, if you want to hear more about My Hero Academia, if Soul Eater sounds interesting to you, if you're watching something that we haven't mentioned and you think that we would like it, um, let us know. We are definitely coming up on the end of One Punch Man in a couple of months, and we will be needing a replacement show. (laughs) Yeah, and I... I I think that we should get back to the show, but my last... my last little diatribe that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about, even though I said we should just get back, is literally uh, moments I, ago. <laughs> I I want to give a shout out for like one of those shows, one of those movies that I really really want to do like a, a wrap up show on. And um, my first one that I suggest doing, if we if we we have like on our one of our Patreon goals, um, but we might just end up doing one of these just so that we can do it, is like a really long episode where we break down after just watching an anime movie and I swear I want to do Ghost in the Shell more than anything else. I've watched that movie so many times. But yeah. like ever since the new one came out, like I say new one, but really it's the terrible American adaptation of it. It's also like, new. It's it's just I want to watch I want to watch the good anime version of it again. And, like, this woman fighting inside of this world trying to find her identity while, like, you know, being faced with this... It's a little bit of a patriarchal, like, police society, but also yeah. it's dealing with, like, technology and the way that it's changing the world. Yeah, it's, we should definitely We should definitely <laughs> try and get some good female characters in our next show that we do. Because right yeah. now, Naruto doesn't have great female characters and it's not going to for a while. 
and yeah. Hunter I don't think X Hunter's really not going a... to for a while. And One Punch Man, I don't know if it gets good female characters. Like we introduced what's her face, uh, Tsunami, or I don't know what her name is. Yeah. Um, Tsunami. <laughs> we'll see what her name, what she's like. But I mean, the only show that has a good female character in it right now is Cowboy Bebop. So yeah, all right, well, that's our great. goal, and that as you, as our listeners is your goal. Find an anime with good female characters. Suggest them to us as the One Punch Man replacement in a couple of months, and we'll watch that, and that'll be our next show. Anyways, getting back to this show. We're um, some pigs they, in the forest. They, they have gone out to find pigs. Uh, these, these pigs, uh, after a, uh, a brief weird slide incident, where, like, Killua slides down a hill, then Gon slides down a hill, yeah. then, like, Kirapika... <laughs> like slides down too and they all bump into each other like it's they're at weird. the end of a slide it's not it's not i don't know how i feel about it but any anyways they see whatever like they stumble very... on some pigs <laughs> and they're not just any pigs they're giant carnivorous pigs that are yeah. eating bones they're yeah they're literally munching on some bones when they roll up and these pigs they're called great stamp and it's because they're they're like these huge hunched over pigs, they kind of reminded me of like a a warthog or something like that, um, or like a boar. And they have these kind of triangular noses that really stick out prominently from their faces, kind of like a stamp. But they are mm-hmm. massive, dangerous, carnivorous pigs. And you yeah, actually, and they- after all the hunters... Uh, examinees leave to go find the pork ingredient you actually see Buhara and Menchi sitting together and Menchi is like that pork thing was a trick right because there's only one kind of pig in this forest so already this exam that seemed kind of deceptively simple was deceptively simple it is not these pigs are dangerous yeah, and uh, they are being chased now by these horrible giant carniv- carnivorous pigs. I had a hiccup. Ugh, that was terrible. You're disgusting. Anyways, um... <laughs> this sounds like we're telling you, like, it sounds like you're like, then I was in a forest, and I was being chased <laughs> by pigs, but it was like a big carnivorous, like, man-eating pig. Like, this is, I think that the guy who made Hunter x Hunter just got, like, really ripped and had some sick dreams and then was like, oh, this chapter's due tomorrow. I'm going to chase some pigs. Uh, because he's about to do that thing here. Uh, whatever. I'm getting on the episode. Anyways, so they, uh, they're they being chased by these horrible pigs. They start running everybody over. And then they find out that their one true weakness is apples from trees. Well, it's um, not the apples. It's the spot on their, their forehead, basically. So, like... It's kind of cool, like, basically the idea is that this pig's evolved, like, a super shield-like nose. Like, it's impenetrable. You can throw anything at their nose and they don't care. But if you hit them on the top of the head, they go down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, they got Isaac Newton. They, uh, they had a, uh... (laughs) They got Isaac Newton. An apple fell upon their head, and they discovered gravity, and then died because it was their soft spot, their soft spot on their their forehead where their fontanelle didn't close. <laughs> what even is happening? We're like halfway through this this episode. The next one, we have so much to talk about. Just wasting time. Okay, so, so anyways, everybody <laughs> figures out their weakness really quickly, and they drag 
the pigs back to the exam area or whatever there's like all these cooking implements out in the exam area so like part one is you got to go catch the the animals that you're going to use for your food part two is there's like other ingredients to help spice up your dish and there's an area to cook so it like basically turns into one of those cooking shows and yeah. they, they're not good <laughs> no everybody's does one of those what is it like a skewer where the pig's like on the pole and you're turning it over the fire and it's just spinning yeah. like at a luau or it's something. A spit. Everybody's at a luau. It's and a... so you sort Everybody's of like Everybody's at a luau, y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> so everybody starts taking their their pork dishes up one by one and you see like Menchi and Buhara are taking bites out of them and like basically every dish Buhara loves it. And then every dish, Menchi looks at it, and she discerns, like, it's overcooked on the outside and undercooked in the inside. She, like, just looks at it. She's not eating it. She's just using her eyes and turning it away. So she has failed everybody without even taking a bite. And then Buhara literally just eats the whole thing regardless. Yeah. And uh, our gang is trying to figure out what's going on, and they're like, oh, she needs good aesthetics. So they, they start to dress up their pig. And then uh, it still doesn't work. Yeah, and so she like, appreciates like, oh. the presentation, but the taste is not good, so it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's not even it. They're like, she's like, the presentation really isn't presentation, and they're, they're cooking theirs right, but Kirapika is just like, it's not about taste, it's about presentation. And right. she tries it, and he's, she's like, it tastes terrible, it's not just about presentation, you need both. Yeah. So she's crazy picky, and she manages to fail literally everyone. And then I mm-hmm. think this is where that part that I thought was earlier happens, where mm-hmm. Toto, who has officially been bad-mouthing this test the whole way through, he finally loses it. And he's like, this is a throwaway section of the test. Like, it's a cooking exam in the hunter examination. Like, basically, he doesn't feel like it's worth their time. And he rushes at Menchi... And then Buhara just, like, backhands him away, and he flies across the the clearing and, like, into the stone wall at the other end. And then yeah. Buhara's like, you were about to kill this dude. And she's like, yeah, you didn't have to knock him away like that, but I would have killed him. That's true. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're seeing uh, a strange green man talk to Nidoro inside of a ship that's flying across. Yeah, and so he's we finding have... out that Satots from phase one has been watching this whole thing because Menchi has a bad reputation for failing people. So yeah. he calls this green greenhead man Oh my god. <laughs> greenhead man. He called this greenhead man. <laughs> So this green-headed guy, he's, his name is Beans because his head is a bean. Because it's Beans. I guess he's an anthropomorphic bean with a human body. I don't know what Obviously. the situation is. You know how in, like, Dragon Ball Z, everybody's seen Dragon Ball Z. You know how in Dragon Ball Z, some people are, like, human body people, but they have, like, dog heads or something? Yeah. This is that, but he has a bean head. Yeah. I can't explain this like it's normal, because it, it's not normal. It's not. It's really strange. Anyway, Beans really- is the, like, right-hand man or whatever to Netero, who is the chairman of the Hunter Association, 
And aside from that, we don't really know much about him. And uh, he gets a phone call and that says that Menchi is failing everybody. And it's like, man, she's up to it again. Yeah. And so Menchi is like chewing everybody out. And she's basically like, you guys lack focus because you didn't have the focus to cook the meat properly. And you lack creativity because you couldn't present it in a way that was interesting. And both of those are necessary traits to be a successful hunter. So none of you will be and you all fail. Yeah. And, and uh, in the nick of time, Nidoro jumps out of his blimp that's just arrived. Yeah. Uh, because I guess blimps move really fast in this world. He, Captain uh, America anyways. Winter Soldiers his way into the show and just yeah. arrives. He like smashes down to earth and he's like, hey, you can't fail everybody. Not everybody, at least. You have to give them an exam, which you are willing in yourself to do. Don't just be angry. And then yeah. she admits in in sort of like a catty way that she's like, yeah, the only reason I was failing all of them is because I got mad because they made fun of uh, cooking of and being hunters. a gourmet hunter. Yeah. yeah. So, so then she does this cool thing with knives where she like spins them around herself. Yeah, she does... <laughs> I don't even remember why she does this. I guess she's just demonstrating that gourmet hunters are cool too. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Netero's <laughs> condition that she she actually tries to quit. Basically, she's like, "Yeah, I was too harsh. I failed as an examiner. Like, I'm I quit." And Netero's like, "No, you're being too hard on yourself. You should do the second phase over again. But it'll be something that you have to participate in." And that way it's going to yeah. be fair. So she's like, hey, you've got this airship here. Can you take us to this place for the next phase? And that place is called Split Mountain. And the new ingredient, instead of using pork, they have to go and get some eggs to have boiled eggs. Yeah, and the eggs are coming from these horrible, scarable, terrible-sounding creatures called spider eagles. Which, thank God, um, we don't see. Yeah, they're, they sound horrible. I don't want to know what a spider eagle is. If yeah, you have they a have picture like, of a spider eagle, tweet it at us. So, they look down, and there's oh God, these what hanging... if people do that? Don't do Don't tell people things like that, then. It's too late. It's already been recorded. Anyways, so they look down, and then hanging from these gigantic spider webs are these big sacks of eggs. Yeah, they're in like a chasm, basically, that goes mm-hmm. down into a haze. It's a it's yeah functionally a bottomless chasm. Yeah, and so um, you see uh, your your huntress uh, huntress yeah. Menchi. She's uh, <laughs> Menchi jumps off and uh, goes to get these eggs, and everybody's like, "What is she doing? She's jumping to her death." Yeah, she and, just death uh, drops in there. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she grabs uh, she grabs like a hold of the uh, the spider web that's going across. Yeah, so basically, it's like waits. a it's like a crisscross lattice work of spider webs going sort uh, of horizontally from one side of the cavern to the other, and then there's these like egg sacks, like uh, like a sort of I guess a sack of made out of web hanging by a string down from this lattice work that's full of eggs. And there's several of those scattered throughout the cavern. So that's what she's after. Yeah. Yeah. And she waits and waits and waits. And then she feels the slightest bit of a breeze drops, grabs one of the eggs. And then they're all like, Oh, she's going to die. But then an updraft happens and it's so strong. It like lifts her out of this chasm and she gets to the top and she's just like, 
These is what these is these is what you got to get. These is what, is what you got to do for the dream eggs. So, so everyone's like cool and gone immediately is in there. Like he doesn't even barely wait for her to sit down. She literally yells after them. She's like, I didn't even finish explaining all the rules. And he's already in there with Karapika, Kilua, and Liario. And, like, basically everybody else follows. Um, A couple of people stay behind because they're too chicken to go in. But for the most part, everybody goes in there. Then people are like, there's, like, one dude. And he's like, now. And he just falls to his death. (laughs) And... And then everybody else is starting to freak out because they the the web has too many people on it at the same time. It's starting to yeah. come loose. Gone is like, no. Nah. Here's the part that I can't understand. So Gone is kind of leading the charge here because he's like super in touch with nature and that's his deal. And then like everybody else is hanging on and they're freaking out because the web is starting to break. But they just jump. They don't like try to climb to the edge and like grab onto the wall. Just like several people are like... The web's breaking, so here I go. Like, I hope this works out. And, like, several more people just, like, let go of the web. And you just see, like, six people and one of the egg sacs just plummet into the mist at the bottom of the cavern. Yeah. And then as soon, it's, it's like, right like right about to break. The web is, like, almost coming off. And then Gon, like, sniffs. And then he's like, now. And then they all drop. They all grab eggs. Then it just shows them, like, flying up, and everybody's happy and eating eggs. Yeah. And we the, see the um, Toto, the the guy who's being an asshole earlier, he is one of the group of people who did not even try this challenge. So he chickened mm-hmm. out, which caused him to fail the exam. But then Gon takes his egg. These are giant eggs. They're, like, the size of Gon's entire torso. And he takes his egg over to Toto and shares it with him. And is basically like, this is so good. Like, you should try some. It's amazing. Yeah. And then... It's just like the rains down in Africa. <laughs> I've, I've blessed them. So, Toto. Holy shit. So then... Let's um, go home. Toto, it tastes like home. How many more puns can I think of? So then Menchi comes over and Toto's like, that's an amazing flavor. Like, it's totally worth the risk, essentially. And basically, like, his mind has changed because Menchi's like, that's what gourmet hunters are all about. Like, we go and seek out these kinds of ingredients and, like, risk our lives for this, you know, wonderful experience. And Toto realizes that, like, he judged gourmet hunters too quickly and um, it kind of humbles him. And it's like a nice ending to the episode. And then they all kind of board onto the airship to fly into episode seven. And the narrator reminds us that now there's only 42 people left in the hunter exam. Yeah. So this episode is going to go a little bit quicker just because we're, uh, we took way too long. We just talked so damn much, but this episode really has like two really important things that you're gonna see, and it's then a, great a badass episode. sequence. Yeah, there's this like a there's is sorry. This is uh, episode seven. It's called Showdown on the Airship. Mm-hmm. Let's hit so, it. So, Kirapika and Leorio um, are unimportant in this episode. You will find that out very fast. Yeah, they have like uh, one kind of good scene at the beginning, and then they literally sleep plutter- through the rest. Yeah, their plot arc is literally, uh, can they, 
uh, can they go to sleep or not go to sleep? Turns out they can go to sleep. That's really all you need to know about them. Yeah, so, like, basically, Beans, the guy with the bean head... Oh, my God. I <laughs> He comes up later in the show, too. Like, I'm going to have to deal with this problem of mine about talking with him. Uh, if any of our listeners out there have a bean head, I apologize for being insensitive about this. <laughs> so, Beans tells everybody on the airship basically like the airship has taken all 42 exam applicants and all of the examiners and they're all flying to wherever phase three is going to be and so beans is like hey we're going to land in the morning you guys can do whatever you want to until then and gone and Kilowa immediately are like running off and liori is like how do they have so much energy i'm definitely going to sleep so karapika and liorio are kind of hanging out, looking for a place to bed down. And Karapika is like, he's like, I wonder how many phases there are going to be because we've done phase one and two and we're on our way to phase three, but nobody has said, like, this is phase three out of five. Like, we literally have no idea how many phases we're going to go through or when this thing is going to be over. And um, then up walks Tonpo. And Tonpo... Yeah, that's Lee's favorite character. Is he? Is that Colin? But in Japanese? Yeah. He's he's the internet's least favorite character. <laughs> so Tompo is this dude with a square nose that we mentioned in the previous episode. His claim to fame is that he's taken the hunter exam like a bajillion times. And he doesn't do it because he wants to pass the hunter exam. He does it because he wants to make new hunter exam takers fail. And he's just yeah. he, he just is schadenfreude in a person. And he rolls oh, up, and he he's, he's definitely he's definitely like a complete douche canoe. He, he like is, as a he is canoe. a fully constructed douche canoe. Yeah, and Tompo lets them know that generally speaking, the the oh god, I keep dropping my phone on the ground. So Tompo lets them know that generally speaking, the hunter exam is going to be five to six phases, and he's also like, just so you know, like I I know you guys are going to take a nap right now, but like. Beans said that we are going to land in the morning, but he didn't say that that was where phase three was going to be. Like, you don't know whether or not phase three is going to be aboard this ship right now, which is kind of legit. Like the hunter exam so far has been almost entirely about messing with your mind. So, and that was cool. Unfortunately, nothing comes of that. It is not on the ship. (laughs) So they go to sleep and that's the end of that. Yeah, like Kurapika goes in the other room and, and uh, you know, he is sort of worried about it. And he's like, I wonder if Leorio is worried too. He looks over at Leorio. Leorio is like straight up already asleep. And yeah. he's like, well, I guess I'll go to sleep too. Yeah. And cut to important plot line in the episode. Yeah, this is cool. Um, so the examiners are having tea time and... There's there. This is Menchi and Buhara and Satots. So the three examiners for the two hunter exam phases that we've been that we've seen so mm-hmm. far, and they're like talking about their favorite exam takers. And one of them mentions Kilowa, which is cool. And mm-hmm. one of them mentions the ninja guy whose name I can't remember because I don't think they've said it, or maybe they said it one time and didn't write it down. <laughs> We're going to see more of him later, so it's cool. He's just the ninja guy. He looks kind of like Saitama from One Punch Man. and uh, Saitama Shippuden. Yeah. And then another one, does he mention Hisoka as his favorite, or do they just like talk about him after they talk about the favorites? 
Well, no, he says that he's going to be his. He's it's going to be his favorite to win the entire thing. Right. To, like, so become a hunter out of this. If you guys don't remember, Hisoka is a super dangerous guy dressed like a clown, which is appropriate because the movie it just came out. It's so scary, by the way. Have you seen it? It's really good. The it's the part a with very like, good the, movie. The there's there is a part with a uh, an old photograph machine, which is all I will say, and uh, uh, something happens in it. You should oh, go yeah. see it. If you've seen the tra- oh, yeah. trailers, you might know a little bit about what might happen, but it gets way worse. So anyway, go oh, see yeah. it. If you like scary movies, oh. it is very scary. Oh yeah, um, what I went to go see it, at, and uh, and afterwards, I was. Uh, I was talking to to one of my friends about it, and he was just like, "You'll float too," and I was just like, "Shut up! <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool at all." <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's super super creepy. I was very I was gasping audibly at points. Like it, it's a tense movie. So yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Hisoka's kind of like Pennywise the clown in that he is dressed like a clown, super dangerous, and there's more to him than you would think by looking at him. So oh, yeah, and he's also they, obsessed with capturing children, probably. That's true, actually. He does target Gone a lot. So, yeah, he's basically just anime his, uh, Pennywise the Clown. So uh, Hisoka is uh, the favorite of one of the examiners. I can't remember which one. But they are like, yeah, the thing about him, though, is that he's, like, crazy dangerous. And Menchi talks about how, actually, Hisoka was brimming with bloodlust like basically he had an aura of bloodlust about him and she actually reveals that the reason that she was so harsh on everybody in the previous episode is not actually because toda was being a dick to her but it's actually because she could feel the bloodlust emanating from hisoka and she was rattled by it and this is a big deal because the hunter exam these guys are like they are on top of their game they're all super skilled. So for her to have been rattled by this is serious. And that's the end of that. We're not going to talk about the examiners anymore because we're heading yeah. off to best now, friend time. Now we get to talk about uh, two kids playing uh, ball with an old man. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot cooler than it sounds like. You said it. It sounds really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there. It's awesome just because of like uh, Nidoro has like this really cool thing he does like just when he looks over at uh, at Gon and um, Killua. They're they just get thrown out of a kitchen for stealing uh, arbitrary bones that have meat around them, um, and they're taking their bones of meat to uh, go eat them by the side of a window. Um, you see Nidoro, and he comes around the corner and he sees them. This is and so he, like it, and he like emits an aura of like bloodlust. Yeah, and he like both, makes like, a face, and there's like a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, and they both like turn to see what it was, and then you hear Nidoro coming around from the other side. And yeah, uh, and he's just they're strolling. both like there, and I you find out pretty quickly that it's like a test. Yeah, because he's trying Gon, to figure out if they can feel it. Yeah, gone kind of passes, and he looks at Netsuro, and he's like, hey, did you see anybody over there just a second ago? And then Killua's like, when did you, like, how did you move that fast? Like, Killua is not, he's not taking on a ride or anything. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Nidoro is just like, hey, um, how about we go through something and we, we play a game on the ship? Um, and they're like, uh, Killua's like, not super interested, but Gon is like super down because yeah. give Gon a game and he is down at all He's times. He's just the best kid ever. Yeah, and so they they go to hang out with Nidoro, um, and he tells them uh, the game is really simple. Uh, you have to take this bouncy ball out of my hands. It's like a, it's kind of like the size of a dodgeball. And yeah. he's like, if you get this, I will make you a hunter right now. Right. And they're yeah. both like, Auto really? Pass. <laughs> and they're like, cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. So Killua goes in first, and uh, Killua does this weird thing where he's doing like this... Uh, this like step thing around him that makes yeah, it's like... called rhythm echo, which is a really sweet yeah. name for it. And it's mm-hmm. basically like have, if you've watched the Pokemon show, when any Pokemon uses double team, it's that. Yeah, and so, so he's he... walking around Nidoral, and yeah. he reveals that what what he is doing because Nidoral's like, how does he know this? This is an assassination technique. Yeah. This is something assassins do. So, uh, essentially, the technique leaves these flickering images of him. So, it looks like he's surrounded by identical Killua's instead of being able to see which one is real. They all look like these illusions of Killua. We completely forgot to talk about as well that uh, right before this, Killua opens up to Gon and he's like, uh, do you still have your mother and father? And Killua's like, yes, my mother and father are assassins. My whole family's assassins. When I told them that I wanted to leave and become a hunter, my mother cried and tried to stop me, so I stabbed her in the eye. Yeah. And then stabbed my brother in the side, and then I ran away. Yeah, he said that, and, like, I don't remember if that's literally true or if he's just, like, kind of talking shit a little bit. But, like, she has a thing over her eyes when you meet her <laughs> like oh yeah i'm I, he might actually have stabbed his family <laughs> so that's a thing but yeah like he is from a family of assassins and now gone knows that and that's where he comes from so netero re- recognizes this rhythm echo technique as an assassin's technique and kilowa uses it to try and take this ball from him but it's to no avail. Netero's too quick. And yeah. uh, Kilua kind of launches into a more standard assault on him where he's just leaping around and trying to get it and trying to attack Netero. He at one point, like, sweeps, he tries to sweep the legs. Sweep the legs! <laughs> and so, <laughs> when he kicks into Netero's leg, though, Netero's leg literally doesn't move. And yeah. Killua is, like, hopping off like he basically just, like, broke his ankle because he right. kicked, and he was, like, it felt like kicking iron. Yeah. he Netero definitely drinks his milk in the morning. <laughs> so, they tap out. <laughs> they tap out, and Gon, uh, Gon's like, hey, it's my turn. So, Gon goes after him. He runs full speed ahead, just straight forward in Nidoro. Nidoro is just like, this is not going to work. And then all of a sudden you see Gon like jet into the air super fast, yeah. like stutter step into the air. And uh, he t- completely takes Nidoro off guard. And Killua is sort of taken off guard too. But Gon used too much strength and hits the roof of the ceiling. It's and hilarious. And falls back down. 
Yeah, he basically <laughs> forgets to account for how tall the or for like the low ceilings of the room and smashes his head into it because his gambit was to surprise Netero with his speed and his gambit yeah. totally worked because Killua yells out to him he's like you're an idiot like you wasted your advantage over him his defenses were lowered and you could have taken it and Netero thinks to himself like this dude's right like my defenses were down <laughs> and it's really it's really awesome yeah. So so then Gon tries to keep on taking it, tries to keep on taking it. They both try to take it some more. It's, yeah, they it goes on like this. The way that we're the explaining this. Attack, and there's this really oh there's actually a really cool sequence before they both get in there where mm-hmm. it sort of shows how ingenious Gon is because he's leaping after Netero and he goes to kick Netero and like slides his boot off as he kicks. No, that's that's when they attack together. That's that's, the, that's part of that. Jeez, I literally watched these episodes like yesterday. Yeah, no, no, no. He does it when they're attacking together because right. it's the first time he does it and he kicks too far. Netero In this episode, like, swings Blake his jumps head back. forward too much. Yeah, and so Netero like slides back, and when he slides back, Killua's just behind him. So yeah. all of a sudden, he has to do like the spin move, and then Gon comes at him again and kicks off his other boot, and he's not ex- he's not expecting it again, and then he like throws his shirt at him. And, like, so Gon is, like, using everything to his advantage that he possibly can to take to take out uh, Nidoro, while Killua is, like, relying on his own strengths and, like, assassination techniques. Yeah. And they get completely taken advantage of. They almost get it out of his hands, and then, like, they kick it once, and it, like, bounces across the room. And they both go for it, and they're like, it's our time. And Nidoro is like, okay, I guess I gotta get it. And he, like, jumps forward so hard that he cracks the floor and leaves, like, a footprint in the floor and gets to it before them. Yeah. So um, they've been at this for several hours at this point. They had, I think, nine hours total when they started trying to take the ball away from him before they land, which is the cutoff Mm. time. And at this point, they've been going for like four or four and a half hours, something like that. And Killua is basically over it. Like, he's done. He's had it. And he's like, look. And he explains why. Well, he's like, I don't care about this. I don't want the ball. I'm tired of playing this game. And Gon's like, no, like, I want to keep going. Like, I think we've come really close. And Killua's like, you're being really dumb right now because Netero hasn't used one of his legs or one of his arms this whole time. Like yeah. so, literally he's been playing he's, with them. Yeah, he is at a serious disadvantage, and so like it's awesome because you've seen them nearly triumph over this guy who's like supposed to be a big deal, and you're like, w- are they that cool? It, like, what's the situation? Is he is he toying with them? And like, yeah, he's totally he has handicapped himself so that they have a little bit of a chance to feel like they get close, so that it's an actual game. Yeah, and so um, so Killua goes off uh, and uh, really quickly does this really messed up thing. Yeah, which this is, is like real a, disturbing. Yeah, like a guy bumps into him, and then they turn around, and Killua's just keeping on walking, and the guys turn around, and they decide to give Killua shit for bumping into them, that not moves. knowing that Killua has a horrible monster hand that yeah, he can just turn on at any point and murder them. Technique. Yeah. You get this like wide shot from outside of the blimp that they're on, which is they're on an airship, which is basically a blimp. 
And so you see like the wide shot and just the string of windows with like Killua and one of them. These guys run up to him and then there's just like a flash and a burst of blood and they fall back and he just keeps walking. Mm-hmm. And then you and cut you back see... to him. Go ahead. Oh, well, you see his hand. And his hand is this horrible monster pointy hand. And he's like, good thing I stopped when I did because if I hadn't, I would have killed that old man. Yeah. So basically, Killua didn't leave because he didn't care anymore. He left because he cared too much. And if he kept trying harder, he would have started using more lethal methods. Yeah. The Knowing cool what thing I about... know about this... Oh, yeah? <laughs> Knowing what I know about this, it's, it's cool to think that Killua thinks that he could take down Nidoro. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I was sitting there, like, <laughs> imagine, like, Netero using his actual ability against them. Like, no contest they would lose. <laughs> so, we'll get to that way later. <laughs> but for the meantime, uh, the Gon has remained behind. And Gon, he's just so charming because, like, this revelation that... that um, Netero has been at such a disadvantage for so long hasn't deterred him at all and in fact he's like that's cool I don't care because now my goal isn't to take the ball from him it's to force him to use his hand and leg and yeah. that's well, his or, right or, hand right his right hand sorry not not as like I think Gon realizes like if he's at that's that much of a handicap I probably can't get both but he's like he's going to use his hand that's what I'm working toward that's my new goal and it's so great yeah. So he attacks Nidoro. He's attacking him a couple more times. And then he's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I have to go at him full force. So he uses this super, super fast step towards him, slams his head under Nidoro, bounces back, and then he jumps at him again very, very fast again. And then you go into Nidoro's head and he's just like, if he hits my stomach again, he is going to kill himself. Yeah, basically he can harden him himself. God, that sounds really weird. He can like... He has, like, supreme control over his body and the energy of his body so he can, like, tense up his muscles enough that it's like a steel wall, which he's done and gone smacked his head into it and he's about to do it again. Yeah. And then he's like, well, if I, if I, if I do it, if I release myself, though, I'm going to be the one that's in trouble because I can't take a hit directly to my stomach if I'm not flexing my muscles at all. And so at the last moment, he jumps up. Something that I really like, sorry, right before we get to like the final thing, this is something that I love about this show. Netero is insanely powerful. There's no way he would lose to Gon ever, but it doesn't mean that Gon doesn't have a chance to beat him. Like, Netero will take damage if he allows that hit to land. If they were enemies, he would never allow that hit to land. But because they're not and they're in a friendly game, he has to make a decision because there's this dangerous force probably not deadly force like if netro were hit by this he would probably be injured but not killed not injured enough to be taken out probably but like that's what's so great about this show is like the characters become more powerful but they also have significant vulnerabilities that you can exploit and that's cool because it it means that just because you're gone a child taking on the chairman of the hunters association it doesn't mean that you're just nothing, you know, yeah. at least in that one respect. So getting back to the fight, <laughs> um, 
So Gon has jumped full force at Nidoro. He's coming at his stomach. At the last moment, Nidoro has to make a split decision, and he decides he doesn't want to let uh, Gon slam into him. And so he jumps up, and he grabs Gon and pushes off of his back with his right hand, which he has not used in the entire fight until just now. Gon slams into the wall, and then Nidoro jumps back down, and he's just like, that was a good play. And Gon just like starts laughing because he's just like, you did it. You used your right hand on me. And he laughs and laughs, and then he just passes out. <laughs> yep. He's done. He he made it to his goal, and he's going for a nap now. And uh, and we made it to our goal. We got through those two episodes. Yeah. So uh, next next couple of episodes, uh, we are going to be talking about the, uh, the finales of the Hunter exam. We'll get to near the end of it, if not the end of it, in the next couple of them. Yeah, what's really exciting about next Hunter x Hunter episode, so four episodes from now, about a month away, we're going to get back to Hunter x Hunter. We're going to get into phase three, and these are going to be the first real fights of the show, and it's mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, yeah, I and think then, it's technically phase four. Uh, no, it's it's phase three, and then phase four is the where they're like out in the woods again. Um, so yeah, we have, it looks like there's three more Hunter x Hunter episodes of Hunter exam planned out. So, uh, three more months of Hunter exam next time. It's going to be awesome. But as you know, if you are a normal listener of the show, we will not be listening to Hunter x Hunter on the next episode of Blake and Spencer get jumped because we rotate. So we're going to be rotating back to uh, a different show that we have been covering And we'll give you a little teaser for that after the credits. Yeah, so listen up. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Computer hacking, film noir, and the movie Alien, as presented by Cowboy Bebop. Woo! Yeah!